Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Monday and it is a very disappointing Monday indeed. I've been sitting here, I think, for the last half an hour trying to G myself up to to do this video and it's been really, really difficult because I just don't want to come on here again and talk about another defeat, another game where Arsenal created chance after chance and failed to score and ended up paying the price for it. But that is what we saw against Liverpool yesterday with Arsenal crashing out of the FA Cup at the third round, losing 2-0 at home in a game in which they really, really should have won. Same old story, isn't it, unfortunately? So that's what we're going to have to talk about today. And I hope you guys, wherever you're watching or listening to this, um, do not find yourself feeling too depressed as we talk about it because, um, yeah, it was a disappointing day indeed. So we've got lots to cover today. We'll go over the game, what happened. We'll look at what Mikel Arteta had to say about the game, the performance, the possibility of signing some forwards during the window who can actually score a goal which Arsenal certainly need a moment got some questions and comments from you guys as well given your opinion on what was a really disappointing 2-0 defeat yesterday at home to Liverpool look it was a good performance it was very hard to come in here right now sit down discuss this game and look at it as a bad performance it wasn't it was a performance against a very good Liverpool side which should have generated a very comfortable win. But I know it's a cliche, but the most important thing in football is scoring goals. If you don't score goals, you're not going to win a football game. It's that simple. And Arsenal didn't score a goal. They missed chance after chance, passed up opportunity after opportunity. And when you do that against any team, especially a team against like Liverpool, you're going to pay the price. And that is what happened. And it's a same old story, isn't it? And I think we are now at crisis point in this season. I did the school run this morning. I dropped my boys off to school, my um, my daughter off to school, and I was coming out of the class, uh, coming out of the playground, and 
I walked past an Arsenal fan that I know who's dropping his daughter off at school. And I said to him as we walked past, it's like, all right, yeah, I'm officially worried now. And the last few weeks, I've been trying to sort of, I've been trying, well, since obviously the Liverpool game before Christmas and the West Ham match, I've been trying not to be too sort of reactive to what's going on because I've been looking at some of the performances. Just take Fulham out of it. Fulham was awful. But certainly the game against West Ham, and I was like, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. They should have won that game. And I've been trying not to be too worried, but I I am worried now <laughs> because we are at crisis point in the season because this, this season could unravel very, very quickly from this point. It is so crucial that Arsenal find a way of scoring goals and quickly because if not, you know, you can count, you can just wave this season goodbye within a couple of weeks, really, once they get back from Dubai and get the Premier League going again with a match against Crystal Palace. Because they're now five points off the top of the table in the Premier League. They're now out of the FA Cup. They're now out of the Carabao Cup. The Champions League is going to roll around very, very quickly. And although you'd look at Arsenal as favourites against Porto, if they're not going to score, then they're going to go out. And so, yeah, you know, your season could potentially be over. You could be left, I don't know, fighting to try and get into a a top four spot is all you've got to play for for the rest of the season. And where Arsenal started this season with the ambitions that they have and the targets that they had, then that is going to be a real disappointment. So we are definitely a crisis point in the season and Arsenal need to find a way of turning around what is now a very worrying run of results. Since that game against Fulham, uh, sorry, Luton, which they won 4-3 on December the 5th, they've now gone, played seven games, won one, drawn two, lost four. You know, that is a concern. They didn't score against Villa, scored one against PSV, scored two against Brighton, scored one against Liverpool, didn't score against West Ham, scored one against Fulham and didn't score yesterday. And that is not a good run of results. And when you look at the game yesterday, and this is what I'm talking about, it wasn't a bad performance. There's no way you can sit here and you can analyse yesterday's performance and say it wasn't a decent one because it was. They played a very good Liverpool side. Yes, the Liverpool side were missing a few players, but Arsenal were missing a few players as well. But Arsenal were good in all areas until both boxes again. And that's a worry because that is just what I'm saying after time after time now. And it's what Mikel Arteta is saying time after time after games at the moment. You look at the you look at the stats, the expected goals, 2.3 again for Arsenal, just 0.9 for Liverpool, 18 shots to 13, five on target for Arsenal. Look at the possession, the passes. You know, Arsenal were totally dominant. These are stats from canonstats.com. As always, the link's down below if you want to check out his stuff. Very good analysis, as, as always. But the most important thing there is that stat at the very top of that list, goals. Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2. You can play as well as you want, but if you don't score, you're not going to win. And it's that simple, really. And just leaving the stadium yesterday, the sense of disappointment around the place... It's just like, how have we managed to lose that game? But you can't keep asking yourselves that. And if you are asking yourselves that, you've got to point to, well, how do we manage to win this game, lose this game? And you can talk about luck all you want. You know, luck, you say it's going to even itself out over the season and, and all that sort of stuff. And it might kind of do. But ultimately, this has been going on all season. Arsenal should have scored a lot more goals than they have this season. So when it's an ongoing theme, then... The solution has to be either changing things up, which Arsenal tried yesterday, applied Kai, played Kai Havertz as a number nine to replace the injured Gabriel Jesus. I thought, I thought in all areas, apart from finishing, I thought Kai Havertz had a really good game yesterday. But in the box, just lacked conviction. He lacked quality. 
and he passed up opportunities to score, which he should have taken. And it wasn't just Kai Havertz, it was everyone in an attacking sense. Odegaard should have scored, Bukayo Saka should have scored. You know, there was opportunities there for the players that they didn't take. Reese Nelson should have scored. So it wasn't just Kai Havertz. I'm just talking about him playing as a central striker. So you sort of change things up and it still didn't lead to a goal. You know, Mikel saying why we didn't score today, he said, because we didn't put the ball in the net. I mean, it's that simple. We didn't take our chances. I haven't seen other teams in the first six months of generating what we've generated against them in the last two games, but we're not capitalising, not today or in the last few games. And that's why we are not winning. And it's true. It is true. But you've got to ask yourself then, well, have I got good enough players to do that? And, you know, he has to find a solution very, very quickly here, Mikel Arteta, because if he doesn't, as I said, this season is going to unravel. And ultimately, it's his job to find a solution because he's the man, along with Edu and the recruitment team when they sat down at the start of the season they knew the sort of finances that the club had and what they probably had to spend and what that would mean in terms of FFP and they were the people who chose to sign to spend that sort of money on Kai Havertz and again this isn't me digging out Kai Havertz but ultimately they invested a huge sum on Kai Havertz rather than investing that money on another goal scorer or proper left date who knows that position who can score in that position and has proven to score in that position they chose to invest that money in Kai Havertz and that is money that has now pushed them right close to the limit in terms of FFP you know they were the ones who struck a deal with Brentford albeit a loan deal with Brentford for David Raya and replaced and chose to replace Aaron Ramsdale committed a large chunk of money this coming summer to do that by having to pay Brentford for David Raya so they've made these decisions in the market. They've created the squad the way they have created it. And they have gone with the forwards that they had last season. And again, you can look at it and say, well, this these team, they scored 88 goals in the Premier League last season. That is, an, that is a Premier League title winning attack in terms of numbers. The stats back that up. And so you, they could, you can look at it and say, well, the players did it last season. How could you expect them not to to do it again this season. They showed they could do it. They've just fallen off a cliff this season. In many ways, again, that is probably correct. But I think everyone would have liked to seen a little bit more firepower added. But ultimately, they went down a different route when it came to their squad building in the summer. And so they are the ones who have to find the solutions right now. If you can't sign a striker now because of what you did in the summer, then it's down to you to get more out of the players that you're getting now. So, you know, he has to find the solutions, Arteta. The players have to do better for him, 100%. You know, you look at yesterday's performance, and I, you know, I've seen there's lots of groundswell of you know, Arteta out and all that stuff, which is just, you know, reactive rubbish, because it's not going to happen. You know, at the end of this season, if he's flopped and Arsenal end up finishing sixth and they go out of the Champions League and have gone out of these cups, then he's going to have to face the consequences of that, and it will be up to the club to make a decision on his future, but they're not going to do anything now on the back of three back defeats. So all this Arteta out now or do something. If you're not, they've got to sack him today. It's just not going to happen. So you may as well stop wasting your breath in saying it, but you know, come the summer, depending on where they are, you know, he's going to have to live and die by his results at the end of the day. Um, but he has to find a solution now to avert what's going on. Because if he doesn't, as I said, this season is going to slip away and it's going to slip away very, very quickly. I mean, look at this stat. If you're watching on YouTube, you've got the stats of the shots for the West Ham, Fulham and Liverpool game combined here. And this doesn't even take Aston Villa into account, which would even add even more to this. The one that will defeat Aston Villa um, as well. You look at this against West Ham, Fulham and Liverpool. 
61 shots with an XG of six. Arsenal, you know, you know, should be scoring six goals from expected chances. Um, expected goals from those shots, and they've scored one. 61 shots in three games and one goal from an XG of six. It's just not good enough. And again, you can say, oh, it's down to bad luck. This, you know, it'll even itself out as the season goes on and all that sort of stuff. But I'm sitting here right now and I'm not that convinced that it will. And, um, you know, I've backed the forwards throughout the season, but it's getting difficult to continue to back them at the moment because they're all just showing no signs of that rueful nature in front of goal. Mikel admitted it after the game that he thinks it's probably become a mental thing now. It is, and they're thinking it and they're overthinking it. When it gets to that stage, it is really dangerous because it's hard to get out of it. And it is, and it's just a real... You, I can understand why this, the calls for the striker are getting louder and louder now. You know, Mikel was asked about it yesterday when he was asked about the supporters wanting a new striker because apparently, I mean, I was sitting on the other side. I was in my seat. I wasn't in the press box, press box yesterday, but the journalists who were in the press box, apparently the supporters were making it very, very clear that they wanted a new striker set, uh, signed. And Mikel said, look, what I beg from the supporters is that they're behind the team and they've done in difficult moments. Stick with the ones we've had. They are incredibly good. If not... They don't do what they've done again today or at Anfield. Stick with them. It's exactly what they need, that we are fully behind them, they, that they feel important and supported because they deserve it with their attitude and they don't deserve anything different. That's my opinion. And I do agree with him. Look, this, this team, these players have got Arsenal to where they are right now. They gave us last season, even if it ultimately ended up just in disappointment and missing out on the title. They've proven they can do it. So they do deserve everyone to stick behind them. And I think that they will. But then I don't think that necessarily means that supporters shouldn't be calling for something else to be added. You can support this group of players all you want, but you can also want extra strength added in an area where the team is struggling. And, um, you know, Mikel was asked about it yesterday in a separate interview, but I think it was with Behind Sports, if a striker could come in in January. And that quote on the bottom there, if you're watching on YouTube, he says, at the moment, it doesn't look realistic. My job is to improve our players and get better results with the players that we have. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And it does, the reason it doesn't look realistic is because, again, I go back to the work that they did in the summer, is, is what's making it unrealistic now is because of the finances that were spent in the summer on other areas of the pitch. And so, again, ultimately... 
you know, that is on Mikel Arteta and that is on Edu. And so if this season ends up unravelling because of that and Arsenal don't score enough goals because of that and they don't have the resources now to do something about it in January because of that, you know, they, it's, it's on them and they have to, you know, that's why questions are going to be asked. And that's football. That's the way it works. You live and die by your decisions. And right now, the decisions Arsenal are taking in the summer are stopping them potentially doing what I think we all need know now that they need to do this month. And that's a that's a worry because it, it without it, without a new a new face coming in, whether it be a striker or another winger this January, you you do struggle to see where the goals are going to come from during the second half of the season. Um and, and I, I I just feel like you know and I'm sorry that this is a a downbeat episode and I knew it was going to be which is why I was trying to g myself up to do it because I want to be positive I want to be talking about good things we all do we want to enjoy watching football and listening to analysis about football we don't want to hear all depressing talk but right now it's it's tough to be really really positive about what's going on at Arsenal at the moment and what and the solution to it you know Ivan Tony is a player who's consistently linked with Arsenal he's about to come back from his ban now uh, he's given an interview with Sky Sports with Darren Lewis, really good exclusive interview, talked about an awful lot of stuff, you know, and he's talking about Brentford and how he needs to repay them. He said, Thomas Frank has been nothing but the biggest help I could have asked for. The whole club has. The club was right behind me from the first. The fans were behind me, which was a massive part. Everyone knows Brentford is a family club. They've been nothing but amazing for me. I can't thank them enough, especially the fans. They were behind me from the first minute. So it's kind of like I have a lot to repay and, you know, I'd be very, very surprised if Tony moves in January. I can't see, as I've said many, many times, that Arsenal would be able to afford him anyway, even if they did try and prize him away from Brentford in January. So, yeah, it's just a real, real worry. And uh, you know, Gabriel Jesus now is injured, which isn't going to help. We don't know how bad it is. Mikel's speaking about it afterwards. He said he has some pain in his knee. We did a scan. It showed something. Hopefully it's not something too big. It's the same knee that he had previously. So we cannot take any risks. Hopefully it's not a big, big injury. He says that he thinks Jesus will go with the squad to Dubai. But I mean, this is going to only add to Arsenal's problem. It's another knee problem with um, with Jesus. Like Mikel said, it's the same knee. And so that is a concern at the moment. Hopefully, as they suspect at the moment, it is nothing serious, but it could soon turn into something serious. And then you're left with, you know, Eddie Nketiah and Kai Havertz as your strikers. And it's, uh, yeah... It is a concern. The one thing, and you know, and I will try and be positive on it, is that Arsenal are playing well. You know, you can't look at what they've done in recent games, especially the home games, especially yesterday, and say they're not playing well because they are. And so, hopefully, the whole everyone who says, "Oh, it will even themselves out," they will score a goal, and it wouldn't take much to change things. You know, if Arsenal come back from Dubai and they have this reset and they do get themselves sorted while they're over there and they come back and they score three or four against Crystal Palace, which could easily happen with the chances they're creating, then that could be what's needed just to kick them on again. So although I talk about crisis point, you know, you can go two ways from a crisis point, can't you? You can go down and the season can unravel or you can quickly turn things around, get yourself going again, find the momentum that took you to the top of the Premier League just a few weeks ago and kick on. And Arsenal do have players who can score goals. We've seen that. They showed it last season. They just need to find that spark to be able to do what they did again last season. Bukayo Saka, for example, not good again yesterday, Bukayo Saka. Martinelli came on, and at least he did look bright, I thought, when he came on yesterday. But those sort of players, if they can find that spark again, 
to get themselves back, then they've proven they can do it. But they just need to do it very, very quickly, um, especially if no big additions are going to come in this January as Arsenal and Mikel Arteta keep hinting is going to be the case. This is my player ratings I did from yesterday's game. Again, you know, I I think a lot of people were expecting me to be dishing out threes and twos and fours and everything for, for the game yesterday, but I just didn't think it was a bad performance. And I thought a lot of them played very, very well. I thought Aaron Ramsdale did well in goal. He made a really good save from Jota. To, was it Jota? No, it was Diaz, wasn't it, to keep it a nil-nil. Brilliant ball for Reese Nelson, which should have opened a scoring after a couple of minutes. I thought he played well, Ramsdale. I gave him a seven. White, I gave a six. The two centre-backs, I gave sevens. Kivior, you know, he didn't really do much going forward and he scored the own goal. I gave him a five. I didn't think it was an awful performance from Kivior. Jorginho, I thought, played well. I gave him a seven. Rice, I thought, did fine. He gave a seven. Odegaard, a six. Saka, five. Nelson, six. Havertz, five. Again, a lot of people began, oh, Havertz should be getting a three or two. I thought Havertz played well. I thought, he, he, you know, in all areas, he played well. But unfortunately, the key area, which is where you're judged if you're playing as a striker or an attacker, is scoring goals. And he missed his big chances, just like everyone else did. So in the end, I gave him a five. But, you know, I didn't think it was a, a three out of ten performance from most of these Arsenal players. I thought it was, a, a you know, an average or just slightly better than average performance from lots of them. Unfortunately, the key things let them down in the game and um you know matt here i thought was it was a good sort of reaction to it he said gutted with that to be honest like the west Ham game we created enough chances to have killed it and have at least come away with a win yes we need a striker but my own word we need to be more clinical as a team i'm still not going to get carried away and spiral into panic mode bar the fulham game i think we've been chronically unlucky in the last three games and we should have come away with more the breaking games has come as a good time regroup refocus and maybe get a few finishing drills going in dubai let's keep behind the team they'll be hurting like us. I thought this was a really good sort of reaction from Matt and kind of summed up where I am now. I'm not quite at full-on sort of panic mode, but I I think if this goes on for another game or certainly two games, then I will be. As I said, we're at that key sort of crisis point where it can go two ways and Arsenal need it to go that way. They can't afford for it to go that way. And I thought this was a good sort of well-put-together reaction from Matt. Matt says, look, I want Kivior, sorry, Vet Paris says, I want Kivior to work. Clearly, he's not on the left back, but for a centre-back, that is the third time in a row he's made a costly mistake on a cross, the sporting miscommunication return of last season, uh, when he sat down off to get stood on against Bryson. Of course, we all remember that. And then tonight with the own goal. Also remember seeing him giving these booming diagonals for Spezia, just not seeing it, unfortunately. Yeah, I think Kivior is having a bit of a tough time at the moment. He is playing out of position. Of course, he is in a team where Everyone's struggling for confidence right now. So it's, you know, it's a lot easier coming into a team that's winning and playing well. And confidence is high when you're coming into a team and playing out of position in, in a team that's struggling. It is obviously very, very difficult. Um, you know, so some of these comments here, post-match thoughts, got a top one. Thank you, Charles. It's sad to say, but based on what we saw at the Emirates today, I can't help but thinking this team has plateaued. Game could have continue till next Sunday we wouldn't have scored a lot of huff and puff but they can't seem to find the spark as much as we need defensive midfield cover if we can't score goals we'll be in trouble I think a striker forward definitely being in the running for January just my two cents the management team has a lot to think about they do 100% Louis says post-match thoughts we dominated the first half we had chances to kill the game it was naive to miss that many chances and not expect Liverpool to play better in the second half Saka was poor he needs a holiday and let his body recover before the restart Martinelli was sharp when he came on and Ramsdale had a fantastic game. Disappointed to be out, but there are positives to take as well. Uh, Anne says, guess we'll be working on scoring drills in Dubai. Got to do better to contend with CL and, and EPL. And you do. You just got to do better. It's as simple as that. And if Arsenal can do better, if they can start to take their chances, 
we've seen they're doing more than enough to win these games and the results will come back. So I'm going to try and end on more of a positive note. Um, that that pair again with this one, I, I thought was quite interesting. He has some sympathy for Arteta and where we are right now with our squad building. Could argue the defence ahead of schedule if party were fit, the midfield agent would be so. Like Arteta mentioned, his pre-match press of the players that give us versatility. Timber, Timber party are out. Uh, you'd argue Havertz as well. Um, I don't think a lot of people would have anticipated that scoring goals would have been our problem last summer. Our main failure is, has been not having enough depth to give Saka and Martinelli a rest. ESR played incredibly well on the left before his injuries and Martinelli's form displaced him. Also, I think Gabby Jesus could have been used on the wing more than he has. Yeah. But again, I, I look at it and when you talk about the squad building, ultimately this squad has been built by Mikel Arteta and Edu. And that's why, and they're going to have to as I keep saying, sort of live and die by that. And they made the decisions they did in the summer. They brought in the players they did. They agreed to commit the money that they did in the summer on certain areas of squad and didn't spend it on other areas of the squad. And so if things go wrong, if the season continues to go like this, if game, if Arsenal continue to struggle to score goals, then they're going to have to face the criticism that is already coming their way. And that's just the nature, nature of the game. Um, Let's just hope that they go away to Dubai now. They can have this reset that Mikel keeps talking about and they can come back and they can find their form and their spark in front of goal again. Because everything else is there. We're seeing it. We saw it again yesterday. It's just that final thing. And they say it's the most difficult thing in football. Unfortunately <laughs> for Arsenal, it's proven to be exactly that. And um, they need to get over this mental block and they need to get over it very, very quickly. Because if not, this season's going to spiral out of control very, very quickly indeed. All right, everyone, look, that's it from me. Sorry, this has been a really downbeat show. It's very hard not for it not to be at the moment. Like I said, I had to G myself up to get going on this one. But we'll see how things progress over the next couple of weeks without football. We'll see if Arsenal can find a way of doing something. We'll see if they can find some money. You know, do they need to be ruthless? Are you at that point of, OK, we need to do something. Let's sell someone. Let's do all we can to get someone out the door, bring in some money, and that will allow us potentially to do something that might really help us over the second half season. Will Arsenal do that? I don't know at this point. Again, the messages we keep getting is not to expect too much. So we'll see if that changes over the next couple of weeks. But anyway, look, enjoy your Monday, everyone. Um, yeah, don't feel too downbeat. Try and forget about football for a bit, maybe until tomorrow when you can come back and we'll talk about something uh, sort of talk about something else, hopefully a little bit more, be, more upbeat. I'm going to try and do a couple of live Q&As during the next couple of weeks, get you guys involved. Uh, probably do those over lunch times, maybe an evening one as well, if I can. So keep your eyes peeled for them. But until then, anything you want to talk about, any comments or questions you want to include in tomorrow's show, please do include them down below. I'll go through them, of course, and put them all together. And I'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Arsenal once again. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 